I want to talk about the fact that even before the pandemic hit, Toronto's music venues, our live music venues were under threat because of the modernization of the city. Now with COVID, well, you can only imagine how many of these live music venues we stand to lose during this pandemic and after we try and recover from the pandemic. So the city of Toronto is uh, throwing a lifeline to our live music venues. Here to talk about it, Councillor Joe Cressy. He's chair of the Toronto Music Advisory Committee. Welcome to the show, Joe. Good to have you on. Good to be here, Kelly. Describe this lifeline because I'm a music lover, so this is of paramount importance to me. Well, listen, I think music and live music in particular is part of what makes Toronto and and big cities great, right? It helps to feed the soul, it provides dynamism, and it also helps to ensure that that cultural component that big cities need, as opposed to simply big box stores everywhere, uh, it's a necessity. And so we've seen in recent years a rash of venue closures. And so we had a challenge before. In the wake of COVID, uh, live music venues were some of the first places to close. And given concerns around physical distancing, many feel that they'll be among the last to reopen. And so the risk here is if we don't provide some, some relief and assistance to live music venues that will come out of COVID, not with two or three venues closed, but dozens. And so that's where the city has moved to provide some financial relief through a tax rebate specifically to live music. Okay, so this is a plan that, is it modeled after a plan that's been adopted in Austin, Texas? What are you proposing? So specifically, our Toronto Music Advisory Committee yesterday met and unanimously endorsed a proposal that our city staff have brought forward, which is the following. Uh, If you are a live music venue and you have to meet a certain set of criteria to be classified as one, such as having a stage, um, having a sound system, uh, actually programming a certain number of nights a year of live music, actually paying artists. So if you qualify as a live music venue, not a bar that has a cover band once every two weeks, but rather an actual programming live music venue, uh, if you meet that criteria, you'll be eligible to be what's called part of the live music tax subclass. So your property taxes will be reduced by 50% for the operators of that venue if you if you meet our criteria. So it, it's a form, it's not, this is, it's, it's not a new approach. We as a city provide different tax rates and some relief to various sectors in the economy when they are under threat. And so we've recognized that live music It was under threat before, but it's seriously under threat now. And so this is a small gesture, but an important one that we can bring to provide 50% property tax reduction to those live music venues to help them not just get through this COVID emergency, but hopefully to permanently get them on solid financial footing going forward as well. And this tax relief, how many um, uh, venues do you estimate it would apply to? So in crunching the numbers based on the criteria we have, again, this is for actual live music venues as opposed to, uh, you know, the the bar on the corner that's playing that, you know, has a cover band every once in a while. Uh, We estimate there are about 60 venues in the city that would qualify. Uh, It is for venues that have a maximum capacity of about 1,500 people. So that means that, you know, this isn't the Scotiabank Arena getting a tax reduction, but rather it's those fine-grain live music venues. If you think of places like the Horseshoe Tavern, Lee's Palace, the Elma Combo, the Silver Dollar, Grossman's mm-hmm. Tavern, some of these institutional places that are at risk of, of us losing. So they would qualify for the 50% discount. 
And, and really, part of the reason this is necessary is live music, cover prices haven't changed dramatically over the years. The prices of beer haven't changed dramatically, but property values and thus the corresponding rents have really increased. And so we need to find ways to ensure that some of those artistic uh, parts of our economy that are so central to economic development and just the general joy of a city, that they don't get priced out in a growing real estate market. And that, that's where this is coming from. We knew we needed to protect live music before but especially now, and it will ultimately, we estimate it's about 60 venues in the city that would qualify today. But the hope would be that this doesn't just save those existing 60 venues, but helps to encourage others to perhaps open up to. Okay, so you're saying maybe other uh, venues would add sound systems and stages and say, okay, I'd be willing to book 144 days of performance once we are allowed to do that. Very, like We're not looking at this as simply a lifeline. I mean, ultimately, if live music is important in this city, we want to help encourage live music in the city. And that means not just protecting the venues that we have left. It also means creating financial incentives to encourage others to open up. And so, you know, we want to see the next Silver Dollar come into the city or the next Horseshoe Tavern. And we looked at around the world, other cities in, in major world-class cities, whether it's Austin, Texas, which is a serious music hub, or even London, England, they've started to do this. And they've started to do similar measures that the city is now looking to implement precisely because in major world-class cities, when property values rise, some of those things that make cities great in the first place are at risk. And it's in this case, it's live music, and we're looking to protect it. But it's also those small, fine-grained, independent businesses. I mean, most live music venues, these aren't owned by multinational companies that can afford these rents. They're often individuals who have a love of music with fine margins uh, to make a living off. And we want to help make that possible for them. And this would extend beyond COVID, this uh, property tax break. Yeah, so this is this the establishment of this live music tax class to provide a, a relief on your property taxes would be a permanent measure. And so it's become critical in COVID. We've actually already lost two live music venues since COVID began. And Which ones are those, uh, Joe? Uh, the Hideout, which is located on College, was lost. Right. We lost another. We lost another venue on Church Street. And a survey from the Live Music Association in Canada of members in Toronto showed that 70% of live music venues in this city said that they would have to close down in the next six months without relief. And so the possibility of finally, after all of our physical distancing, after all of this isolation, of us finally being able to go outside only to discover that you know, 70% of the live music venues didn't survive uh, isn't palatable. And, and so, you know, if we want this city to come out of COVID stronger and we want this city to resemble that which was there before, uh, we need to make sure that live music continues to play a part of it. Okay, so this isn't passed yet. What is the next step? So city staff have made this recommendation. Uh, they brought this forward after doing uh, a review of where it's worked in other jurisdictions and, and based on, on the financial model that is being brought forward. So our Toronto Music Advisory Committee, which is a formal um, music advisory body at the city that provides city council advice, has now recommended this. It will be going to city council for review and final approval in either June or July. 
And should it be passed there, and I'm very optimistic that it will be, uh, Mayor Tory has spoken out quite strongly about the need to protect live music, so I'm, I'm very confident this will get through. But should council pass this in June or July, uh, it would be retroactive uh, property tax relief, date, relief dating back to January 1st this year. So this, Perfect. if we pass this, it will be a big deal for our live music to keep playing on. Well, I can only end this interview with the uh, simple word, bravo. <laughs> well, listen, let's, let's hope that we're all in a venue soon, uh, seeing one of these bands that I know we're all desperate to finally get outside and, and enjoy again. Thanks so much, Joe. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Kelly. Talk to you later. Cheers. That is uh, Councillor Joe Cressy, chair of the Toronto Music Advisory Committee. And I know there are some people shaking their heads that haven't been out to see live music in so long, but it really does feed the soul in Toronto. It was built on some amazing live music venues. So I really hope this plan works because I think it's important. And I think one of the things that we're all realizing is that we need experience. We need to get out. And when this pandemic does uh, finally wane and we are allowed to safely self-distance and and get out and start doing things like this oh the joy of going to see a live music uh event is uh is something that many people are looking forward to